0: man, God is faithful and I'm ready to get in the word. <laughs> Woo. I'm, I'm excited about this morning. And, and, you know, I think this is like probably the ninth message i preached on. We overcome and, and, you know, I, I intended to talk about some of these things, you know, about four weeks ago and, and in Romans chapter eight. Um, but it's like, I'd only get to like two scriptures and next thing you know, like the time's gone. So, so, but I believe the, the, by direction of the Holy spirit, I believe, you know, he, he is, he is depositing things in our hearts because you know, you don't want what Justin has. You want what God has. Right. Amen. Amen. So I, 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 as a pastor, I choose to yield myself to, to, for us to all grow, you know, in him. Right. Amen. And, and so we're on this journey together and, and cause I believe we're coming up higher, coming up higher. Yeah. Amen. God is faithful. Look, uh, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Romans eight and I'll I'll get there here in a moment. But with this aspect of we overcome, just real briefly, this all established out of Romans chapter 12, familiar scripture to most. It says, and they overcame him. It's not just they overcame by the blood of the lamb, but it says they overcame him. And who is him? The accuser of the brethren. Verse before that tells us who that is. It is Satan, the devil, right? He, we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. We overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So so the thing is, is, is the most important thing in the earth is for the will of God to be accomplished. That's the most important thing. That, that's something that needs to get down on the inside of us. The most important thing is for the will of God to be accomplished in the earth. And what the enemy is out for is to keep you from fulfilling his purpose or God's purpose for your life. You know, the apostle Paul said this in Corinthians. He says, I've had great opportunities. There were great doors of opportunities open unto me, but they also came with great adversity. You see, see there's great things that you're called to do. You may not realize it, you may not have accepted it, but I want to know, I want you to know from the foundation of the world, you were called to something great. You know what? I don't care how you feel about that. I don't care how you feel about yourself. It doesn't change the fact that you were called for a purpose. And the enemy wants to keep you fulfilling that call because fulfilling your call somewhere along the line has to do with increasing his kingdom. And so that's why we have to overcome him by the blood of the lamb. You see, the enemy will bring up addictions in your life. He'll bring up anger. He'll bring up your past. He'll bring up mistakes. And all those things are meant to do one thing, keep you from his God's will being fulfilled in your life. So as a church, as individuals, as believers, as families, we're going to make a mark. We're going to establish something. We're going to draw a line in the sand and say, Enemy, you are not going to destroy my future. You're not going to keep my purpose from coming to pass that God has created for me. Right? Amen. Can someone say amen about that? So we have to understand this aspect that how are we going to win in life? How are we going to overcome in life? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and that's not that's not just just a, a super uh, uh, christianese word or a spiritual word it is a revelation that if we understand it it will totally, totally revolutionize our lives why do we overcome by the blood of the lamb you see because ephesians 2 says this it says at one time you had no covenant with god at one time you were without you were without at, one, at without hope at one time You were strangers to the covenants of promise. He said, but now. I mean, this is what you used to be, but now. But now. Say, but now. Say this, but now I have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So what once I didn't have a right to, because of that blood, now I have a right to. Amen. Amen. And a right to this covenant. Now, I don't have time to go back and review everything we've dealt with this, but understand this about covenant: is covenant is a guaranteed relationship. It's a guaranteed strength, and it's a guaranteed support. And with covenant, when it, with God, realize that you are always on the forefront of His thinking. You are always on His mind. There's not a day go by, good days go day go by that. You're not on his mind and his thinking. Why? Because covenant. Because of covenant. Why do we lift up the name of Jesus? Why is Jesus a bigger... Why, why is it, it... You know, Jesus said this. No man comes to the Father except by me. What does that mean? Covenant. That's why there's not, that's not many ways to heaven. There's only one and it's Jesus. Why was Jesus so important? Because He was a mediator of a covenant. He established this covenant with the Heavenly Father. Man. Now let's look at Romans chapter eight. Thank you, Father. So I don't I don't want to get caught up in what I've been talking about because I really know that there's some things the Lord wants to bring out this morning. And let's start in verse thirty-five. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Now, what I want you to hear. Now, we overcome by the blood of the lamb in the word of our testimony. If you look at the Apostle Paul's writings We are not just hearing preaching, but we're hearing his testimony. We're hearing we're hearing the Apostle Paul's revelation of how he came to where he's at in his life. And his life was not without adversity. Right. So he wants us. He wants to let us know how did he win? Nothing. He's saying he's saying who shall separate us who shall separate us? He, he, he's letting us? He's letting us in on his revelation. He's letting us in on how he wins and how he overcomes and how he does it. And he says this, as it is written, for you, our, thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. And see, in religious mindset can say, you see, we're just, we're just sheep counting for the slaughter. You see, we're just, we're, we're just suffering. We're just, we're just those, we're those miserable sheep. We're, we're those, we're those sheep just, you know, that no, he said, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. He didn't say, I count myself as sheep for the slaughter. We are accounted, meaning this is the way everyone is viewing my life. This is the way the world is viewing the church. This is the way the world's viewing you, meaning you don't matter. You have no future, you have no purpose. Maybe, maybe this is how in the natural the apostle Paul felt. And this is the way it could have looked, Vic. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. And the very next word says, Nay. Or you could say, nevertheless. The Apostle Paul had a had a revelation of even though he's looking at his present. Yet he, he has always a nevertheless, you know, like in, in second Corinthians uh, chapter four, verse eight, he says, we are troubled on every side yet not in distress, right? He, he says, we're perplexed, but what we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We are cast down, but we're not destroyed. See, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter, nay. Meaning, nevertheless. Meaning, that's the way it might look in the natural. You know what? And that's nay. I might feel that way in the natural. But nevertheless. Nevertheless. This is what it looks like right now, but nevertheless. Right now, it might look like you're broke, but nevertheless. Right now, it might look like you have cancer in your body, but nevertheless. Right now, you might be experiencing some tempt- symptoms, but nevertheless. Right now, you might be being persecuted. Right now, you, you might not have any hope in the natural, but nevertheless. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Nevertheless. You, uh-huh. you see, what, what I want you to see this morning is the enemy is always trying to paint on your heart. Your impending defeat. The enemy is always trying to paint on the canvas of your heart your impending defeat. But if you allow the Holy Spirit, if you allow the Holy Spirit to take this word and paint this word on the canvas of your heart of God's promises of victory. I, I remember hearing from Dr. Savell years ago a message he, he preached years ago and I, it might have been in the series he talked about talked about um, if you conceive it you can receive it and, and he also I believe it was in his books uh, I think he also talked about it in if Satan can't steal your dreams uh, that, not the joy one but the dreams one he can't take your destiny and, and he talked about how, how our heart is a canvas and, and, and the thing is is what you feed your life is what's painting on the canvas of your heart. Your, your heart is a container. Your heart is a vessel. And so what are you feel, filling it with? So what, what the Lord spoke to me this morning. Is the enemy is always trying to paint on your heart. A picture of your impending defeat. But if we allow the Holy Spirit to take this word. He will paint on the canvas of your heart. God's promises of victory. I want, I want you to understand in your heart to be filled with the promises of victory. Victory. Victory belongs to you as a believer. Victory belongs to you as a believer. Let him paint on your heart this morning the promises of victory. The promises of overcoming, the promises of healing, the promises of forgiveness, the promises of restoration, the promises of life, the promises of of your marriage being restored, the promises of a greater future, of promises. Let let the Holy Spirit paint on your heart as the word goes forth this morning, because as the word goes forth, if you have an open heart, he's always going to paint on your heart exactly what you need. Thank you, Father. Verse 37, he says, nay, in all these things, all what things? Verse 35 tells us tribulation, distress, persecution, nay, in all these things, meaning it doesn't matter what you're facing. Nevertheless, in all these things, we are more than conquerors, more than conquerors through him. Who loves us? We are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. A couple of weeks ago on Wednesday, Rick just shared a little bit about it. But, but you know, the sports ministry that Rick established comes from that more than conquerors is is Hooper Nikeo, and it comes from where, where we get our word Nike, like the shoe. Which the word Nike in the Greek or Nikeo, excuse me, means means victory. It means to win. It means to be a champion. Hooper means super. It also means to go beyond. It means, you know, so we put these words together. You know, and what the Lord told Rick years ago was super champion, a super champion. So, so nay, nevertheless, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Nevertheless, in all these things, nevertheless, in persecution, nevertheless, in famine and nevertheless, in the distress that you're facing, the distress that you're going through. Nevertheless, you are a super champion. Now, another word that we can use is in, in, the, in the Greek is this phrase. It means a decisive victory. Decisive. You see, when something is decisive, meaning there's no question asked, you know, there is put it this way. There's not a photo finish. You know, you, you know, horse racing, you know, they you know, they, they, well, hey, it's got to be a photo finish. I mean, we got to take it because it's so close. We got to take a picture of it to see it. No, this is a decisive victory. No, this, this is like, this is like you are, you are a hundred yards and you're sprinting and your enemy fell down a hundred yards ago. This is a decisive victory. This isn't a buzzer beater. This isn't coming down to the wire. This isn't extra innings. This isn't overtime. This isn't sudden death. This is a decisive victory. Nevertheless, so Paul's saying, even though this is the way it might look, and this is the way it might feel, (laughs) nevertheless, I'm more than a conqueror. Nevertheless, nevertheless. See, I, I kind of hear, I kind of hear the, the Apostle Paul talking to the church of Romans. And here they are. They're all in their, church, in their churches, their underground churches. And Nero is burning people as lanterns in the street. And, and I hear him saying, saying to them, saying, nevertheless, you're being persecuted. Nevertheless, God's will be done. Nevertheless, you'll fulfill your purpose. Nevertheless, it doesn't matter what might be happening right now. There is a decisive victory. You're more than a conqueror. But it's more than a conqueror. Not in yourself. It's not about victory on your own. It's not about victory because you came to church Sunday morning. But it's about being a more than a conqueror through Him who loves us. See, but yet if you don't know that last phrase, victory will will be maybe a temporary thought or just a thought until the next challenge comes or a thought when things haven't changed yet, a thought when the prosperity hasn't showed up yet, a thought because the prayer hasn't been answered yet. We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Then the apostle Paul says this, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Now see all this came from a question that was answered in verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Then here, Paul says, nay, in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who loves us. And I am persuaded to be persuaded means you are beyond doubt, meaning meaning you're beyond reason. No one can take it out of you. No one can take it from you. You are beyond doubt. You are fully Persuaded. Now, if we don't read all those things, he goes, that neither death nor life. We, if we just read it this, because those are all just the, the symptoms you could be dealing with. So let's read it like this. For I am persuaded that nothing shall separate me from the love of God. If you take take the first part of 38 and the last part of 39. And you take this and you say, for I am persuaded that nothing shall separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Persuaded. Persuaded means you've come to a place of faith. Persuaded means you're confident in. Persuaded means you're fully convinced of. Now, this word persuaded in the Greek tense that this word is being used in in the Greek, it means that Paul has had this persuasion in the past. And that persuasion is still so strong on him, it works in the present. That's what the tense, that's the word, the Greek tense word for the word persuade here isn't that I'm just persuaded today. It means that that I was persuaded yesterday and I'm persuaded now and I'm going to be persuaded in the future. Persuaded. That nothing shall separate me from the love. To separate means to come between. So here's what the Apostle Paul is saying. He goes, nothing shall set. See, that's where I want to go. On the other side of this. I'm persuaded that that can't separate me from him. That can't separate me from where I'm going. That can't separate me from my breakthrough. Persuaded that nothing can separate me from the love. Of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Persuaded. Faith is not of the head, faith is of the heart. I tried so hard to have faith in my head. Faith is not a formula, faith is not a, a, a movement, faith is not a fad. Faith is a relationship with our heavenly Father, and faith is a force that was birth, birthed out of our heavenly Father. We have been given the measure of faith, the measure, not the, not not. You were given a, a measure, and you were given. We were given the measure of faith. I'm sorry, the measure of faith. When you made Jesus the Lord of your life, that faith was deposited on the inside of you. And why was that measure of faith deposited in you when you made him Lord of your life? Because one, you accepted that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That if you believe in that love, if you believe in that, you would be saved. So when you made him Lord, that measure came down on the inside of you. But the thing is, is so often we don't develop the measure, because we never get beyond mental assent of our understanding of His love. Let's go to Galatians chapter five. You want strong faith? How about you? But I want to. I, I want to be like. I want to be like that centurion where he said, "I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel." How about you? You want that kind of faith, right? See, we have to be fully persuaded. But it's not being persuaded up here. It's not being persuaded in your head. It's being persuaded in here. So how do I get persuaded in here? When you understand the love of God. I am persuaded that nothing can separate me from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus. Galatians 5. Thank you, Father. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me get this out this morning. Sorry, uh, yeah, Galatians 5, verse 6. King James says this, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avails anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. I love that he says, For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision avails anything, nor uncircumcision. Meaning, this isn't about something you do in the natural. This is not something that you do in the natural. It's not about because you did that work for God because you look like a Christian because you came to church on a Sunday morning with a suit and tie. This is not a, this is not the the aspect. It's not circumcision or it's not uncircumcision, right? But it's a faith that works by love. It's not an outward work you do. It's not, it's not something because you, you don't have a right to it because you didn't do what that other person did. But it's a faith that worketh by love let me read it in the King James it says for if we are in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything but only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love faith worketh by love you know I've heard that passage I, I, I understand that okay I'm glad you do but but I want us to get even a greater understanding. Faith worketh by love. Now, the word worketh here, if you look at it in the Greek, it's the word energizo. And it's where we get our word energy from. So faith has energy through love. The word, word uh, worketh means to be operative. It to, to means to operate. It means to be effective. So faith worketh. By love, So faith operates through love. Faith will operate. Faith will be effective through love. So if I don't have love, then I won't be energized by faith. If I don't have faith, I won't be energized by love. Okay, most of us here today, you got here by a vehicle of some sort, right? Some of you could have Ubered. Some of you could have walked. Not sure, but the, what you need to understand is your car works by fuel. See, your destination this morning was to come here. Now, if you had no fuel, you couldn't have got to your destination. Faith worketh by love. Meaning your faith will not be productive. Your faith will not be energized. Your faith will not be active. If your faith isn't active, if 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 you don't understand love, you will not have a faith that will produce energy in your life. Do you see that? See, see the thing is is, is your your faith walk will rise to the your your faith walk will rise to the level of how much you know that he loves you. If, if if god you want if, if if you think god's love if if you think god just loves you to hear then that's as far as your faith can rise it, but but if you see that that you're 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 the love of god is here and you have a revelation of the love of god then your faith will be established up here so the thing is is is, is not trying to pursue having more faith in your head The pursuit is knowing how much he loves you. Because when you know how much he loves you, it will cause now your faith to rise and be effective. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I am persuaded. I'm convinced. I'm confident in that nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. Faith works by love. Let's go over to Hebrews chapter 11. Thank you, Father. While I'm turning there, Penny, if you could put up Romans chapter 8 and verse 38 for me. Romans chapter 8 verse. Now get this. For I am persuaded, you say, I have faith that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Stop there and just... Now, think about that. I'm persuaded. Now, we know he's persuaded in what? That nothing can separate from the love of God. Now, let me ask you a question. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present. Are you facing some things today? Do you think you at some time in the future there might be some things you might face in the future? How persuaded are you when attack comes? How persuaded are you in the midst of your attack? See, faith. Yeah, it goes it goes back to first John 5 4. Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Verse 4, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith so your faith was provided for you it was given to us so we'd overcome right in this world but if you don't understand his love for you then your faith won't rise to the place where you need to overcome today or overcome in the future let's look at an example of this in hebrews 11 I'm gonna do some teaching here. Doing some teaching this morning. <coughs> now look at verse 32. And what shall I say more? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and Jephthah and David also and Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms. They wrought righteousness. They obtained promises. And they stopped the mouth of violence. They quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness were made strong. Some say amen to that. Amen. You ever feel weak? Hey, well, it says by this faith, you were made strong here. It says but through this faith, you'll subdue kingdoms so, through faith. It says it says they wrought righteousness, meaning wrought righteousness. That's fulfilling your purpose, that's right. bringing the will of God to pass. Obtain promise. How, how many there's some promises you're standing on, right? So all these things, right, are gonna come by faith, right? And it says one here, they stopped the mouth of lions. They stopped the mouth of lions. Can, can anyone, you know, let's go back to Sunday school for just a moment. A- anyone can tell me where, where there was some lion's mouths that were stopped. Anyone? Come on, anyone? Come on, say it louder. Okay, let's go to Daniel. Let's go to Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. Thank you, Father. I believe the Holy Spirit's ministering to you this morning by the Word. Now, just to give you a quick story in in this. I won't stay too long here. But what what you need to see here in this story when you know Daniel chose to pray and you know and and they made a the, the king made a thing with a signet ring and and so forth but you have to understand at this point i always thought i always thought that this king at this time just hated daniel but you know what this king by this time loved daniel You realize that, that when, when his leaders came to him and said that Daniel, he goes, you need to, you need to, you need to kill him. Why? Because he's coming against your decree. And it said that he, he sweat. He was, he was fearful. It was, he was so, even after he threw Daniel in the den, it said he fasted and he prayed. This was a, this was a heathen king. This was a, a demonic king. This was a evil king, but yet this man, he was sorrowful. Why? Because he knew Daniel had the presence of God in his life. He knew Daniel and he didn't want to do it. So if if we look down here, thank you, father. Actually, this is what the king says to him in the last verse of 16. It says, he goes, thy God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet of his Lord's. That the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him. And his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste into the den of the lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spoke and said to Daniel, "O oh, Daniel. Servant of the living God is thy God whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? And he questioned it, and he 's waiting for a voice. and, and then Daniel spoke up and, and unto the king, O king, live forever. My God, now get this, my God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth, that they hurt not me. Man, by faith, he stopped the mouths of lions. Now now we're now now, no if 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 what i'm saying this morning is true that it's not just having faith up here but it has to be a faith birthed out of this love let i want you to hear daniel's heart in another place let's go to daniel chapter 9 i'm going to read three verses just real quick for the sake of time but i want you to hear this okay daniel 9 verse 4 now when you're hearing daniel he's a prophet he's a spokesman for god and when you hear his prayer you hear his heart and this isn't. This is how Daniel lived his life. So, because I want you to see, there's a connection between being persuaded by the love of God. Verse four says, "And I prayed in the Lord my God, and He made my, and I made my confession, and I said." So I made my confession. Meaning, this is something he did all the time. It was his declaration, and I said, Oh Lord, the grateful and dread, uh, dreadful God." Keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep commandment. What was what Was his revelation? He keeping the covenant and what? Mercy. Mercy. Mercy is the Old Testament word for the New Testament agape. And it means a covenanted love. This was my, I made my confession, meaning this was my prayer, this was, this. you were seeing his relationship with the Father and he declared it, that this is his covenant and that he keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him. Let's look at verse 9. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. This is all part of his heart. He goes, To the Lord our God belongeth mercies and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Meaning, even in my failures, his mercies. This covenant love, this covenant loyalty is made available to me. So what do you think that Daniel might have declared in the lion's den when everyone else else left? When everyone else was gone. When everyone was expecting his intending defeat, I declare he was saying, God, you're a God that keeps your covenant and you're a God that keeps your mercy. Let's go to verse 18. Thank you, Father. He says, oh, my God, personal, personal. Oh, my God, incline your ear in here upon thine eyes and behold our desolation. Does that sound like, you know, that, that there's, there's persecutions, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? Right? I'm fully persuaded that neither death nor life, things present nor things to come. Does that sound like that to you out of Romans chapter, chapter eight? He, he, he's, he's saying this. He goes, which, he goes, our eyes behold our desolation. Behold what we're going through. And the city which is called by thy name, For we do not present our supplications before, for thee for our righteousness, but for thy great mercies. Meaning I'm not presenting my prayer to you so I look righteous. I'm not presenting my prayer to you so I look good. I'm not presenting my prayer to you so people can talk well of me, that I look righteous, but I'm presenting my prayer to you because of your mercies, because of your love for me. I'm persuaded. So I'm telling you, when, when, we, when you're, you're in your present or things to come and you understand this love, this mercy that's backing you, I'm telling you, you, it will cause you to rise above and it will cause the lion's mouth to be quiet. It will cause the lion's mouth to be shut. The Apostle Paul, remember, he's talking about his testimony. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1. And I'll close with this. Second Timothy, chapter one. Thank you, Father. Are you with me this morning? Hallelujah. You are victorious. Hallelujah. Look to your neighbor and say, I win. win. Look to the other side and say, I overcome. overcome. Look to the other side. Say, because God loves me. (laughs) Hallelujah. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Some of you aren't convinced yet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. See, this, this is how, how do we come, become more than, con- I'm more than conquer through him who loves me. How do I become a super champion when I know he loves me? How do I have de- de- decisive victories because I know he loves me? It's, it's all birthed out of that, that knowing his love for you. Faith works by love. Now, let me ask you a question. When you all said, was there anyone... Who, who talked about lines being, mouths being shut? We all said Daniel, right? But he's not the only one in Scripture. Hallelujah. Let's look at this. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 11, it says, Whereunto I am appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. See, he has a purpose. You have a purpose. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Meaning, I'm called to do this, I have a purpose, but nevertheless, whereunto I'm appointed a preacher, apostle, a teacher of Gentiles, for which cause I also suffer these things. Meaning, because I'm out to fulfill my purpose, I'm experiencing things. In the natural, I'm suffering some things. Nevertheless, that's like nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him, right, who loves us. Hallelujah. Nevertheless, get this. I'm not ashamed. The word ashamed there doesn't mean to being ashamed or embarrassed because of a mistake you made. The word ashamed here means to, I'm not disappointed. I'm not discouraged. Meaning nevertheless, I'm not discouraged. Meaning I'm suffering things in the natural. It looks like this. Am I counted as sheep for the slaughter? But nevertheless, I'm not discouraged. For why? Why? For I know. Whom I have believed and I'm persuaded. I know and whom I believe and I am persuaded. Wow. I know. Meaning this is first. This is a heart issue, not a head issue. I know I'm convinced. I know. And I'm persuaded that he, this is, this is about someone, not himself, his own abilities, that he is able. He is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Against that day, let's go to verse chapter four. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Remember, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Apostle Paul just gave us his testimony. I'm not ashamed. I know in whom I have believed. Then let's look at chapter 4, verse 16. I'm going to read this in the Amplified. He said, At my first trial, no one acted in my defense as my advocate, or took my part, or even stood with me. But all forsook me. May I not be the charge against, against them. But the Lord stood by me. But the Lord stood by me. See, the Lord stood by me. I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor powers, nor principalities, nor things to come, nor things in the present shall separate me from the love of God. When everyone else forsook me that knew me, the Lord still stood by me. Man, this is a man that understands his covenant. The Lord stood by me. Thank you, Father. Hmm. But all forsook me may not be charged. them. verse 17, but the Lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me, the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was delivered out of the jaws of the lion. Wow. I was delivered out of the jaws of the lion. I was delivered out of the jaw. I don't know what that might have looked like that day. But we know this, he was set free when everyone else, when it looked, when it looked at his lowest point, the Lord stood by me. The Lord stood by me. I I was delivered out of the the, the jaws of the lion. Now get this. And indeed, the Lord will certainly deliver and draw me to himself from every assault of evil. He will preserve me and bring me safe unto his heavenly kingdom to him be glory forever and ever. Once again, he says, and the Lord will certainly deliver and draw me to himself from every assault of evil. Everyone stand to your feet. Oh, Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for your word today. We We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Are you persuaded this morning? I want you to be persuaded. I am persuaded that neither death nor life. Nor principality. You see the things that you're facing. Sickness in your body. Whatever it might be. Come down to really principalities. Attacks. Maybe things that we opened up ourselves. Maybe things through through wrong diet, wrong living, wrong choices, mistakes, hard lives. Introducing ourselves to things we shouldn't introduce ourselves to. Principalities. You know, every addiction is, is founded and strengthened through the principality, the ruler of this and the power of the air. To where he controls hearts. But he says, I'm persuaded beyond all doubt. Now... Things present nor things to come shall ever be able to separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. I know there's people here today. You're experiencing some things in the present. I know there's some things here that you you facing that 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 are strongholds in your life attacks in your life. But I want you to know as your pastor, I'm persuaded that nothing can separate you from the love of God. His love is extended towards you today. And it's something that one, I want you to encourage. I want to encourage you to renew your mind to daily how much he loves you. But I believe there's some things present. There's some things present that you're dealing with. And if there's some things present, you're dealing with. I want to lay hands on you this morning. I want you to come, come to the altar. There's there's physical things that you're dealing with presently. And I want to lay hands on you. Thank you, Father. Persuade I believe just as Daniel was delivered from the lion's den. I believe just as Paul said, he delivers me. He delivers me. Thank you, Father. Annette, Rick, and Cassie even come up and help me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Stretch your hand towards them. Do you know how much God loves you? He loves you as far as the east is from the west. He loves you so much. It said that when you ask for forgiveness... He placed your sins in the, in the sea of forgetfulness. There's things that are coming against you. And, and I'm telling you, they may not be physical lions. But the enemy is roaring at you. The enemy has been trying to devour you. The Bible says he goes about as a, as a roaming lion seeking whom he may devour. And I declare that this morning. That his mouth be stopped in your life. He loves you. He loves you. Hallelujah. Just say that after me. He loves me. Father God, I receive your love today into my heart. I receive your love today on my physical body. I am persuaded that you love me. The enemy is under my feet. I will fulfill my purpose. Nothing can stand in the presence of a holy God. Ida Bashukura Mamander, the red issue, or a mamander, the issue, Baba Keshi. thought your situation is hopeless. Some of you have thought, and how could, how could it turn around? Or how could, how can I get beyond this? And how can I get over this? It's not up to you to figure it out. It's not up for you to even, even try to try to, to make it work. It's up to you just to meditate and know the love of God. Paul says that passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. There's some here even today that you're, you, you, you really need God's mercy, that you're, you have been tormented in your mind, tormented with addictions, tormented with, with, with past failures, tormented by, by the route you've gone in the, in the route you've chosen, the pathway you've chosen. I, This is not something that you need hands laid on. This is just something that you need to yield to. You need to yield to the love of God. Yield to the love of God. It's there. It's there. It's there. It's there. there. Let His love, let His love consume your past, your past mistake. Let His love consume. Be persuaded. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You are faithful, faithful, faithful. You're faithful. You're faithful. You're faithful. You're faithful. You're faithful. lift our hands to heaven and worship Him worship Him today worship Him today worship Him worship 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 worship. oh we worship You Lord 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 hallelujah 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 There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Be persuaded this morning. Be persuaded. Have confidence today. Have faith today. Hallelujah. That faith works by love. Hallelujah. That our faith, when we leave this place today, our faith will be energized by love. Hallelujah. That we'll be built up in the revelation of love. Hallelujah. We will be built up in the revelation of love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. your life before him, you brought your heart before him, made him the Lord of your life and yielded to him. in that victory today, Father. Thank you, Father, for a faith that overcomes the world. Thank you, Father, that we're fully convinced. We're fully convinced today that your love, your love is bringing about victory in every area of our lives. And we rejoice in that today. Give him a shout of praise if you receive that today. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Say, God loves me. He has a plan for me. And I'll fulfill all my days. In Jesus' name.